Hey sci-fi fans, this is Michael Welch from the Twilight Films and the upcoming sci-fi series Z Nation, and you are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. This is a show where we talk about the things that you are talking about that you're interested in. We hear from listeners. And we're looking to have about a half an hour show tonight because we have Firefly in the Brain. We're going to be talking about Firefly with Raul Barrett a little bit later on. And that's going to be absolutely awesome. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm Ciro Garcia. Yeah, it's good to be here with you guys talking about what the listeners are talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So just a few notes before we get into it. Um, we do have an app, and you can find it. It's called the Zogpod Collective. If you type that into iTunes or Android Store or Google Store or whatever, you will find it. It is free. You can download it, and a bunch of the episodes on that app are from the Sci-Fi Diner. It also promotes uh, the Dune Saga podcast, the Podcasting Gear Show, which is kind of on a hiatus, and... Um, uh, like a monthly show called Haiti and Focus, but mostly it's Sci-Fi Diner and Dune Saga podcast, and it's a good way to support the diner. You can call directly from the app. You don't need to remember any phone numbers. Don't need to remember email or Twitter, or whatever. It's all there, so it's really cool. Um, you can also support us through Amazon, and there's links to any of the show notes if you go to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast dot com site. You just click on a link there and. If you buy something from Amazon, it'll support the diner a little bit. So we'd love to have you do that. So It's like a little tip jar. It is. It is. And we do have a tip jar. If you just want to say, hey, I don't buy anything from Amazon. I just want a tip. There's a tip jar on the site as well. So you got it. But Jonathan finally chimed Here's a tip. In. Get stuff so we can pay for things. That's right. <laughs> Here's another tip. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what's going on in you guys? What's going on in your sci-fi world, guys? And let's start with you. What are you watching? What are you going to see? What are you reading? Tell us all about it. So, saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome, amazing. That's a, like I can only put it in one word, or it'll be this will be three hours long. Um, I've just caught up on um, oh god, what is that show? Defiance. I just saw the season closer for that, and I, I it, it was a good cliffhanger there at the end. I was really pleased. Um, and I was a little shocked too. Some of the characters started going away where I wasn't really expecting them. Uh, I saw the new Doctor Who, which is awesome. And uh, just watched today Brian Cox, uh, Professor Brian Cox, just did a really great show, which you can find on the Hulus, uh, about the science of Doctor Who and and really discussing the physics of, of the possibility of Doctor Who. Um, what else have I caught up on? Uh, I'm halfway through the first book of Game of Thrones. It's been like pulling teeth. <laughs> and I've been um, catching up on a lot of the the 
the trailers for the shows to come. Uh, I just saw the trailer, the extended trailer for Gotham and a little 20-minute blurb on it. And it looks interesting. They've kind of... It, it, that that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. Saw the one about The Flash. Um, and I'm currently watching a show called Manhattan, which is like the... It's about the creation of the uh, first atom bomb and oh, the yeah. nuclear weapons cre- used in World War II. And it's not sci-fi, but it's definitely science, but kind of a drama around the science. So that's that's where I am at the moment with my newly found large amounts of free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miles, how about you? What are you, what are you watching? Uh, what are you reading? What are you... I am currently reading uh, the Star Trek Seekers novel, uh, the second one, uh, Point of Divergence, written by our friends Dayton Ward and Kevin Dilmore. Of course. And uh, enjoying that. Um, also read a Stargate novel not that long ago. It was uh, actually premiered at Shore Leave this, um, about a month ago, so I enjoyed that. Watching do- I started watching the new Doctor Who also. Without finishing the old Doctor Who, yes, that is correct. <laughs> uh huh. You need to. You need to go back. Oh boy, talk about pulling teeth. Um, then uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Defi- uh, with him, I I I I enjoyed Defiance's past season. I thought they really did some interesting things with it. They took most of our people and put them in different situations. Uh, either they had lost their um, their place, their where you know where they where they were, and seeing them function, or try to find their way back, um, and and it was just it, it was a good story throughout the whole whole series, and so it ended good. We just have to wait another year for it to come back. Um, watch the season finale of uh, Falling Skies. We dogged on it a lot last year, and I think rightfully so. However, they they managed to really improve it a lot. I thought this has been a very good season. And from my understanding, they only have one more season to go. But it looks like they're in their direction where they're going to wrap things up. And so that, that's good. Uh, maybe not technically sci-fi, but it is kind of the end of the world sort of thing. The last ship. Uh, really enjoying that show. Uh, that wrapped up its last uh, it, it, it's at season finale this, this past Sunday. Um, Did they have a series finale or just season finale? Oh, it's a season finale. From what I understand, it's definitely going to be renewed. Um, so that that was really good too. So I'm looking forward to the new shows coming out. Um, I, I I thought I was not going to watch Gotham, but then I then I made the mistake of watching a trailer for it. I'm thinking this is this looks actually looks pretty good. I might have to at least watch the uh, the pilot. Awesome, awesome. Um. And uh, for me, what I'm into, what I'm reading right now, um, I am currently in book seven of the Wheel of Time series. Um, Robert Jordan, a mixed bag. I love the characters, but there's times where it reads as kind of a slog fest. And um, I really am enjoying it. And I know that I hear that books like seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and twelve are kind of ponderous at times. Um, so I am kind of moving forward with bated breath, but I'm still continuing the series and still enjoying the series and uh, like for the most part what they're doing with the characters. We're getting uh, some new viewpoints from different characters in this in this one. Um, I am watching Enterprise. Cool. Star Trek Enterprise. So I'm oh. up to uh, 12 episodes and I am enjoying it. It's, it's fun. It's a fun ride. Um, 
Uh, part of the reason I am watching, um, I'm, I'm watching it now is because I'm, I'm injured and can't run outside, so I'm on the elliptical. So I actually have time to watch it. It's on the Netflix, so I just stream it. You get some good TV yeah, time. Yeah, I get some good TV time into it. So I, I am watching Enterprise and enjoying it. Um, yeah, I don't have any other comments on it. Said that I'm enjoying it. Well, so, it's kind of cool. You met we met Dominic Keating a, a few years ago, I and I keep thinking about it every mm-hmm. time I see him up there. Yeah, um, and we also met um, we met uh, John, John Billingsley, who played, plays Doctor Flocks. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Also watching the new Doctor Who, loving the do not new Doctor Who. Loved the first episode. The second episode maybe not quite as strong as the first in my opinion, but I enjoyed them both. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just glad I've not Doctor seen the second one yet. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a, it's a good episode, but I don't know. I have I've talked to a friend of mine that won't watch a new season because she feels like Mo, Mufat has. Or Moffat, Moffat, uh, uh, you know, has, has ruined ruined the Matt Smith in season seven. Oh, uh, the one you stalled out on. But <laughs> uh, I said, look, it's Peter Capaldi, man. It's Peter Capaldi. I don't need to say it. It's Peter Capaldi. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm enjoying it. Well, Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Keep going. You were saying. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done with my tiring. So. I stalled on that season, and I powered through and watched it. And then when I saw the final, the final episode of the season before the 50th anniversary one, that it made all of it made some interesting sense, and even more so after the 50th anniversary. Like when all of that led up, and I, I truly believe that it's Moffat has taken some of the elements of of just from that first episode with Capaldi what Capaldi's brought to it Moffat's taken a lot of what he put into the the Matt Smith doctor and the Clara and he's 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 what's the word he's evolving the doctor now that the doctor doesn't have to he's obviously not limited by how many regenerations he can have now that now that he's you know chosen to I mean, this is the 14th Doctor. This is not the 13th Doctor, if you count the War Doctor. Right. So it's, I, I've soldiered through, and when I watched them, and I prepared myself for the new episode two weeks ago, the 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 launch episode of Peter Capaldi, um, I've watched all of those over again, and it really does make sense. It's it's an arc. It's a full arc. It's yeah. not a monster of the week. It is, there is a an arced story there that, that, you need all of it. And Miles, if even if it's like pulling teeth, I, I would push through because there's little wonderful little nuggets that we will make you go, oh, okay. And we'll bleed into this new series. So I know you can do it. You can do it. Well, I'll you try. Do, Miles. Miles, you are able to do it. I, I stopped uh, I, I, I stopped in middle of season five. So, uh, I, I know you can do it. But I, I did, you know, I, I did watch the new, the two episodes of the new one, and I'm and I'm liking that so far. Okay. Mm. Good. Well, very. So good. I haven't I haven't totally given up on who. It's just season. I just season five lost me. And it's hard. Clara's really annoying. Okay. Clara's really annoying, and sometimes I just want to shake her. Because and I want to. At one point, I think I yelled at the screen. You are not Amy Pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She's not Amy Pond. She's not Donna. She's not Rose. She's entirely different. And I think that's why she's the she's the companion that ended up going back and doing the things that she did. Yeah. Well, if I understand correctly, she's not going to be. She's leaving at Christmas, but I don't know if that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. I know. I don't. They announced it, but I don't. I don't know if it's leaving mid-season or if she's completing the season because of how they record stuff. Okay, so. but I'm, I think it's through the season, yeah. through Christmas, yeah. But the fact, right. that, the fact she's not intending to come back. I mean, they'll 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 eventually come up with a new companion. Yep. So we'll get if you don't like Clara, just stick it out. <laughs> so um, uh, the other thing I'm watching, I'm watching Pokemon. It's really cool. With my son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we're still playing uh, Pokemon. I uh, have our first Pokemon competition coming up. So that's kind of uh, been uh, my little thing with him that we watch and do. So, Well, why don't we move into some listener feedback. Colin from England called in with some Guardian of the Galaxy feedback. So uh, let's hear, let's hear uh, Colin talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Hi, Scott. Hi, Miles. Hi, Em. Um, how you doing, Em? Um? Hi, Connie. Uh, glad you like my accent, Em. It's very nice to know that you like the sound of my voice <laughs> and how it talks. It's, um, I like yours as well. It's very nice. So, um, hope you're doing okay, Em. Um. These two retro breaks aren't, you know, <laughs> dragging you down to their level. <laughs> um, I thought I wanted to do a voicemail to clarify what I meant about the Captain America shield thing. First of all, that if you watch the Shield TV series and you hadn't watched the film, then you know that uh, Fury isn't dead. Vice versa, if you're watching it and you haven't watched the film, in the series they tell you that Captain America destroys the flying aircraft carriers, for want of a better way of putting it. So while you're watching the film... Um, you know what's going to happen at the end because of the Shield TV series. So that's two plot points that it ruins in the TV show. Because A, you know that Fury's not dead, and B, you know that Captain America successfully destroys the flying carriers. So that's what I meant. Uh, Speaking of films, I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy you need to see Guardians of the Galaxy because it was freaking brilliant. It was funny, it was entertaining, it was well written, the actions moved along at just the right pace, the CGI was completely believable. Um, It's just the comedy, the writing, the performances, um, Zoe Saldana was brilliant, although I dare say that, you know, she was blue in Avatar, and she's green in this one. So I think she needs to do a film where she's red or blue. or you know, Not right, she's been blue, she needs to be red. Yeah, she needs to do a film where she's red. She could be a Zazel's wife. That would probably make her red. <laughs> <in> <laughs> X-Men. But yeah, Zoe Saldana was brilliant in it. Um, in fact, all the cast was brilliant, even the studio cast. In fact, my favourite character was the one voiced by Vin Diesel, who obviously didn't have to learn an awful lot of script. But... Groot is a brilliant character and the animation, the CGI animation for him is just absolutely brilliant. And stick around to the end folks because I won't spoil because it takes all the fun about it. But there's a lovely bit at the end of the film relating to Groot, so stick around for that. 
Um, although I wouldn't stay for the end of the credits because I guarantee you if you stay till the very end credits to get the um, clip that's there, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> and if you don't want to, if you want to know what it is, I'll tell you now. So if you don't want to know, jump ahead ten seconds. It's Howard the Duck. Yay! Yes, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Wow. That said, brilliant <laughs> film. Go see it. Highly recommend it. Um, and we all know there's another one coming because they announced at the end of the film. But we also know there's another one coming because it took a bucket load of money at the box office. But I really enjoyed it. Um, great cast great writing great acting just works on so many levels and the fact that it's not like for Iron Man something like that you know it just made it even better because there was I didn't know what to expect with these people because I haven't read anything to do with them um, but yeah totally totally brilliant film go watch it oh, and a quick note I've just finished my Babylon 5 rewatch all I've got left is Crusade which I'm going to watch next and it really it's really enjoyable folks if you haven't watched babylon 5 watch it it's very character driven now it's not action driven it's character driven so if you like character driven things then you'll like babylon 5 and i'm only slightly biased anyway you watch it and listen to jim harold and uh, rail's um babylon 5 project podcast to go along with while you're watching it because it's very good anyway i'll shut up <laughs> uh, until next time guys live mm-hmm. long and podcast and i'll speak to you soon Bye, M. Oh, Bye, M. Colin. Oh, that was for you, M. Oh, I know. Oh, man. <laughs> Suck it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you some of that sweet British accent. Come on. Oh, oh I it's, love that. It's a bit, It's a. I think he's from the northern part, too. Just the way he pronounces some things, and it's lovely. <laughs> Well, let's let's chat about uh, what what he had to say. So he he of course, um, first of all, he creeped on them, and then he uh, went into um, <laughs> I don't mean that badly, Colin. Uh, then he I know, and then he uh, then he talked a little bit to clarify some of his thoughts, which anyway, I think we talked about that, and that we're, we're okay with that. And then um, he really gave Guardians of the Galaxy a pretty awesome review. Yeah, and I forgot to say I I, I did see it in theaters. My wife and I saw it on her birthday, and we we both loved it. Um, I probably will probably see it again sometime. Probably when it comes back out available on rental, but uh, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. So very good film for you, from your end. Oh yeah, uh, agree one hundred percent with Colin. Better than the seventeen minutes we saw. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a funny story. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you, it totally the this the seventeen minutes was the perfect little amuse bouche because it it's they served up a delightful meal that movie. I didn't fidget. I didn't check my watch. I didn't yawn. I was I was in the moment the entire film. Even with the reveal at the end, it was very quiet in our theater when it started. And when it turned, and I I, I didn't, my inner monologue became an outer monologue, and I just went, shut up! And then my, <laughs> buddy, my, my friend Colin turned to me and I said, is that Howard the Duck? And then everybody just kind of like, the yammering started. I, I mean, the worst character in the world, and there he is in all of his glory. And and I loved it. I loved it. It shows the sense of humor, and and just how weird and out there the the the, the Marvel you the Marvel um, 
uh, Marvel movie makers are, are willing to go. And that's awesome. That was definitely out there. It. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxies, like myself, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, please go see it. <laughs> but it's well, a, here's it, a question, Miles. Did you have people get up and leave before the end of the, sh- the, the credits? Yeah, we didn't have. Yes, people did not stay for the end. Yeah. Why don't don't they understand? <laughs> don't they know you stay? You just people of the universe. I am addressing you now. If it's a Marvel movie, stay in your seat because there's more. Yeah, that is all. And yes, now that I'm done addressing the world, sorry. <laughs> yeah, now you may you may you you may continue now. So and uh, it sounds like he's on board with the whole Babylon Five. You just rewatched the entire thing and. Uh, and, uh, and and John in the chat room agreed with him and uh, and uh, said that M knows that of course and John's a huge Babylon Five fan. It took a lot for him for me to watch the episodes that I watched, but he has for a non fan he has a really good breakdown of which episodes to watch to get the 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 giant meta arc. You know you what we post should post that on our website yeah, or on I'll... our um, Facebook page. Yeah, feel free if you have that list, you can post it, or maybe John can send us that list again, and we'll post it up there. Ooh, be... just an FYI, I just heard the biggest friggin' thunder. So if power, if I, if I go radio silent, it could be that power went out. Uh-huh, all right, M's awfully quiet. Did I offend her this time? No, I'm just kidding. No, that's it's just that's... a shocker if I'm not talking. So. <laughs> Pun <laughs> intended. All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. To, uh, let's move on to Jim Arrowwood. Send in some feedback to the diner, and let's hear what Jim has to say. Greetings, all. After listening to the diner episode number two hundred and eighteen, I learned that Miles and I are watching the same shows, so I thought I could throw in a few humble opinions of my own. If I recall correctly, you said you were watching the last ship, Miles. I am in agreement with you that this is an awesome show. It isn't really sci-fi, but the way I see it, it's more of an action drama with elements of sci-fi. However, the balance between the three, action, drama, and sci-fi, is so well executed that this show should appeal to a wide audience. You also mentioned Defiance. I am very much enjoying this one. My favorite storyline in this show is the conflict between Daytactar and his wife. A real power struggle going on there. This show has a great cast, superior visual effects, and some great story elements. If there's one thing about Defiance that I would complain about, it's just the time of day that it airs. Here in our time zone, it is on at 7 o'clock in the evening, which is far too early for a great deal of what is taking place on screen, especially if one has young children in the house. I'm also following Under the Dome. I had given up on this show last season, but thanks to Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs of the Under the Dome radio podcast, I had to give it another chance. I'm sure glad I did. The story, for the most part, has much improved over last season and has become more interesting. While there is still room for improvement, I like some of the new directions the show has taken and is once again worth watching. Owing to Hank Davis and Alex Cruz's Falling Skies podcast, I decided to give that show another chance after being quite disgusted with it at the end of last season. I have to admit that the story has, for the most part, improved. Miles is right, though. 
it is time for this show to come to an end, and I am very surprised that it was renewed for a fifth season. If there is anything that is turning me away from Falling Skies, it is the Lexi's Peace Commune storyline. It is really absurd. Miles can fill you in on the details. Anyway, during the summer I've been working on home improvement projects and have had very little time for reading, and I haven't been able to make it to any movies. While debating whether to sacrifice a workday on the house to go and see Guardians of the Galaxy, a Facebook friend told me that if I didn't go see any other movie in the theater this summer, I had to see Guardians. And I had to see it on the big screen. Wow, my friend was right on. What a film. While the story isn't all that fresh, the performance of the actors was brilliant and the soundtrack is huge. Especially the Cherry Bomb segment of the film. I love that song. That one was worth the price of the ticket as far as I'm concerned. As we left the theater, Chrissy, my young offspring and geek in training, said, and I quote, that was one good movie. I've read a few books, but two stand out as being exceptionally good. One is Keith DeCandido's Klingon Art of War, a sort of Klingon self-help book that describes ten precepts to teach Klingons how to live and die with honor. However, there is far more depth to Keith's book that goes far beyond what one would expect from a Trek book. It is full of Klingon lore that is used as examples to give emphasis to each precept. But even beyond that, if one uses their imagination, this can also help us mere humans learn to live a life of honor without all of the warring and killing that is prevalent in Klingon society. I highly recommend this book. I also read what could be called the definitive making of Star Trek book, and it is called These Are the Voyages, TOS Season 1. If you ever wondered what it was like to produce a television show, this is the book to read. It takes each and every episode of the first season of the original series and tells the ins and outs of writing, filming, editing, and airing. The author also puts everything in historical perspective by telling what movies, songs, and albums were popular during the pr production, as well as significant events that were taking place. I can certainly understand why Leonard Nimoy calls this and the season 2 and 3 editions of this series astounding. A very long book, but I read it in about three days and simply had to read on and on. Well, there it is. I guess that's it. No kapla. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, we man. always get a kapla from him. I know. Where's the kapla, man? Where's the kapla? He's out there playing his lute somewhere. So okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to the Dune Sangha podcast to get that joke. But, um, you know, Jim, it was great to hear from Jim again. I love him. It's always Jim. great to hear from Jim. He has a warm, radio-friendly voice, doesn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so anything that he said stick out to you, uh, Miles, let's start with you. Yeah, I guess he and I are watching a lot of the same shows. Um, I forgot to mention, I, Under the Dome, they had their season finale, um, I guess about two or three weeks ago. And a lot, lot a couple of the shows we dogged on last year, they must have heard us or something because they, they've shifted <laughs> gears. They've done a lot of different things to try to make, make them better. 
And Under the Dome was definitely better this year. Um, Falling Skies was definitely better this year. Um, and it's inter- interesting that when he gets Defiance, uh, 7 o'clock in the evening is definitely too early for that show. Um, it's, it's a little little too mature for, you know. Um, so I, I, I'm, I, I rarely ever watch shows when they air. It's usually, we, we, we've talked about this before, but we consume our TV a lot differently now. Uh, I usually DVR most of the stuff and just watch it when I, when when it's convenient. So um, that's that's not an issue for me. But um, but yeah, it's uh, we're 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 liking the same stuff. Oh, very good. Um, anything stick out that he said? Um, I, my thoughts about Defiance were were similar. I I like where a lot of things were going this season. There was a a time jump from last season to this season, and I'm curious if they're going to do it again and um it's i've had forgotten that he watches because i have i was watching an episode where one of the characters just behaved really strangely and was craving to find someone else who's watching it to discuss it with um but uh maybe we'll just have to have a show of our own where all we talk about is defiance it's really gotten good Mm. oh good good Awesome. So, uh, well, that's cool. I, and I liked what he had to say about uh, Last Ship. He's liking Last Ship, the way that kind mm-hmm. of came together. And, you know, I, I really should give Under the Dome a chance. I made it through the first three episodes. I The entire first season I never watched. And so it's just the way it was. Just the way it was. Uh, time, you know, my time's limited. And, uh, you yeah, know, bless you. Um, the time's limited. And mm-hmm. there's just, uh, and so there's some shows I just don't get to. But, that's why we have people like Jim that call in and give us their thoughts on the shows that they're watching and what they're reading. And, um, yeah, he also said about these are the voyages. I'll have to check that out. I wasn't. Uh, I did see that Nimoy was kind of plugging that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an awesome series. So uh, I might have to check that book out. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we have uh, about five minutes here, and uh, we have a couple of some feedback on some of the things that will come out. So we'll talk about the Defiant season finale. Um, and the Doctor Who season finale, because they had the most comments on Facebook. Uh, I said Doctor Who season finale. I meant the beginning of Doctor Who, Um, particularly Deep Breath. I know some people were dogging on Facebook about the uh, second episode, but we won't spoil that for Miles. uh, Miles, And and, and M, I mean, because M didn't see that yet. But let's talk about Deep Breath. And um, people seem to be liking uh, the comments we're... Uh, we're getting, they seem to be okay with the new, new doctor. Yeah, I don't think there's any complaints about the doctor. Um, not a lot of love for last episode, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, do you want to read the comment that uh, Jen wrote, Em? Can I put you on the spot, Em? Are you there? Sure. Um, it's, so Jen wrote, it's always hard getting used to a new doctor, a new actor playing the new doctor. Uh, we'll still have to give it some time to get used to Capaldi playing him now. But I like how they tried to have Clara not liking the change, either sort of being the voice of the fans, too. I also enjoyed seeing Strax, Jenny, and Madame Vastra again. It, they're always fun. I, I, I can't agree more. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Clara did echo exactly how the fans were feeling. You know, she didn't know how to deal with him. She didn't know how to react to him. He was very, very different. And the knowing, learning, and getting that phone call from her doctor, let it, 
that it's the same one and he's just you, you have to look deeper it's it's a wonderful metaphor for everything you know and i i truly i believe she, she i believed clara's actions and all and and her behavior echoed the fandom completely yeah it was really nice the way they kind of did write that so that clara became i know we dogged in clara a little bit but the way she did kind of reflect or become the voice of the doubts of some of the fans mm -hmm. and it was nice to mm -hmm. see the matt smith cameo in there oh that was good nice it was a really nice touch to have him kind of show up there and say ah oh, there's the doctor we remember from last season they're bringing the two together kind of giving it a send-off or his you know stamp of approval in a sort of way yeah definitely yeah um uh, Mike Crate wrote, way to spend so many pages of dialogue convincing Clara, a.k.a. the young female audience, the show has gained these past years that the old bloke is nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> so that's the way Mike Crate kind of uh, put it. But uh, Do you want to read what Neil said? Sure. Neil says, a great start to the new Doctor. He's got our back. He's got your back. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. And it was a touching moment. And what do you think about the comment? I forgot about this with Jen. Uh mentioned the comment about you know madame varga and uh and that whole vastra. crew yeah it was it was oh vastra vastra strax and jenny it, it, they're they're always fun <laughs> yeah there was a lot of innuendo and oh, non-innuendo yeah. in that oh, episode yeah, yeah definitely. Was just definitely me or it, there was a lot of there was you know, and you know probably uh, i guess there are a lot of, I know a lot of families that watch this show and a lot of young kids that watch it. And I'm a bit torn. Like, do do the, I mean, the young kids today might be catching some of that innuendo. And is that something you want to see in Doctor Who? I mean, there's, Doctor Who's always been, I mean, okay, Torchwood, innuendo all over the place. But, but Doctor Who's always been fairly clean of that. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a difference there, I thought. But, yeah, no, I don't know. And I mean, com cartoons throughout history have all had a little something for them. And so maybe that's what that was for. You know, yeah, I mean, Pinky and the Brain, the Flintstones, yeah. um, anything Bugs Bunny. Yeah. There was always something a little bit more grown-up-y, not salaciously, but yeah. just grown-up-y enough that, that it, it, it added to, you know, it made it so that adults wanted to watch it too, but this... This kind of went over the line a little. Yeah. So I guess the question we're putting out to you, the listeners, did Doctor Who in its opening, is, is its opening a premiere deep breath? Did he go a little bit too far with the innuendo compared to where what 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 it had done in the past? Uh, weigh in. Let us know your thoughts. Not that it was too much for you, but just was it too much in general for maybe the audience that tends to watch Doctor Who? Hmm. But hmm. let's. Um, wow, we're running out of time here. I tell you what. We have some comments on the, the season finale and there's Under the Dome finale that happened. Many other things we did not talk about and give it due process tonight, but we're kind of out of time here. And uh, But we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, can you tell the fine uh, listeners of the Sci-Fi Diner how they can get a hold of us? What are some ways they can do that? Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so you can find us on the interwebs at sci-fi diner podcast.com you can find us on the facebooks uh just type in sci-fi diner podcast and there we are you can find the three of us on the twitters uh we've all got our twitter handles and um 
good lord, where aren't we? We're kind of all over the place, which is kind of cool. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, there, You can find us on the YouTubes. We have a fan who translates us into the YouTubes as well. And you can email us at sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they can call and us. And our phone number has yeah. changed a while ago, but forgive me, I keep forgetting it. Yeah, you know, and I forget it too. Um, I will post it in the show notes because I don't I don't have it here in front of me. It's like uh, somebody, 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 somebody <laughs> chat. But if you download the Zogpod Collective app, you can just call directly from there and it'll get to us. So you can do it that way. But you can always send an MP3. Cool. I think Jim and Colin both just send MP3s in and attach it to an email, and that works just as fine. So, mm-hmm. or we're all good with that. Well, that is it. We got to wrap up the show. So, Miles, why don't you take us out of here? All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page facebook.com slash sci-fi diner we'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show if you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com <laughs>